Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. We're in Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us all here today for our Congregation of Prayer. Today is December 17th, 2020, Thursday. Today is also uh, uh, the beginning of the, what do you want to say, the recitation of the O Antiphons, which will sing, of course, the hymn version of those antiphons on Sunday, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So each day there is an antiphon that's attached to, to the day. And you can actually find these if you have Lutheran service book. Uh, let's see if we can find the hymn quick here. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is hymn number. Of course, I should know this by heart. All right, so what is an antiphon? Um, you know antiphons as the verse that we sing before and after a psalm. And it's usually taken from the same psalm, although, um, think of the intro it's on Sunday, often the antiphon, which comes at the beginning and the end, is from some other um, text, right? Uh, sometimes a liturgical text, an apocryphal text, you know, from, from the Apocrypha, those additional books. Um, and sometimes it's from like an epistle, maybe the epistle for the day, you see that in the season of Easter. So the antiphon is the verse that's repeated at the beginning and the end. So there are the great O antiphons. This is uh, 357 in Lutheran service book. All right. And you can see on the right-hand page, they have the actual uh, verses. And these antiphons were not um, for, for use with the psalm. This would be used, the antiphon, to be sung before and after the Magnificat, the Magnificat, Mary's song, uh, because Magnificat would traditionally be sung every day in the service of matins, correct? I'm doing this all from memory, apologies. Uh, or is it Vespers? Somebody playing along in the home game. When you took upon yourself to deliver, man, there's the, well, that's the Te Deum, the Zechariah. Okay, so it's at Vespers, excuse me. That's all right, yeah, let me make sure. Now that I speak too soon, yes, Vespers. All right, so every afternoon or uh, at twilight, then these antiphons would be sung. And there's one for December 17th all the way through to December 23rd. Again, we'll sing the hymn version of this on Sunday, but uh, go check that out. The antiphon for December 17th is, O wisdom proceeding from the mouth of the Most High, pervading and permeating all creation, mightily ordering all things, come and teach us the way of prudence. All right. Good. Well, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we say our memory verse. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Psalm 51, verse 5. Our psalm this week is Psalm 102, beginning verse 12. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. You will arise and have pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her. The appointed time has come. For your servants hold her stones dear. 
and have pity on her dust. Nations will fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory. For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord, that he looked down from his holy height, and from the heaven the Lord looked on the, at the earth, to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who were doomed to die, that they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord, and in Jerusalem his praise. When peoples gather together, and kingdoms to worship the Lord. He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened my days. O my God, I say, take me not away in the midst of my days, you whose years endure throughout all generations. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, good. Our first reading is from Exodus chapter 40. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall put in it the ark of of testimony, and partition off the ark with the veil. Thus Moses did, according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, set up its boards, put in its bars, and raised up its pillars. And he spread out the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent on top of it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark, inserted the poles through the rings of the ark, and put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, hung up the veil of the covering, and partitioned off the ark of the testimony, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting, because the cloud rested above it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night, in the sight of of all the house of Israel, throughout all their journeys. There ends the reading. By the way, I mentioned this to you, those of you who are watching live on either Facebook or YouTube. When you jump in, if you jump in a little late, it's okay. You can actually just use the scroll tool and scroll back to the beginning, and you can then catch up and not miss any of the important announcements or whatever it comes at the beginning. Today we talked about the Oantophons, so good to have you all here. All right, a reading for catechesis today is continuation of the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. Now, there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. 
Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. All right. So, questions. Uh, who are the first, then, to hear news of Jesus' birth? As we talked about yesterday, the nativity, the first ones to hear are the shepherds. And, of course, what's unique about shepherds? Well, Old Testament, but we'll get to that. Um, the shepherds are poor, often, and they're the outcasts. You know, the runts of the litter, etc. Why were they busy keeping watch over the flock? All right, there might be a shepherd in our midst that understands. Sheep need to be watched if you, unless you have offenses, right? Or they just wander off. All right, the angel of the Lord stood before them. What is an angel? All right, angelos in Greek, it, it simply means messenger, a messenger from God, a personal being, uh, but with no body. That's very important, a spiritual being, although, although often appearing in the form or a substance of man. Where did the glory of the Lord and the angel of the Lord, so the glory of the Lord and the angel of the Lord appear in the same text of Scripture in the Old Testament? Ooh, that's a deep reference. Well, maybe not. Once you hear it, it'll be obvious to you. So we have, where do we have the glory of the Lord and the angel of the Lord together at the same time? All right, Exodus chapter 3. Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. Mm, not coincidental, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to, to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. All right, so you have the angel of the Lord and... Uh, Where's the glory of the Lord in this chapter? It's in this chapter, verse 3. Mm, I'm scanning it quickly. All right. Yes, the glory of the Lord is there too. All right. The burning flame would be the glory. All right. Very good. Uh, what are the good tidings? Or as it's, it says here in this translation bring you good tidings. I say sometimes good news, right? What are good tidings? Good news. Yeah. The gospel, right? That's what we call the gospel. And uh, what is the content of the good tidings, the good news, the gospel for the shepherds here? That's right. For unto you is born this day a savior in the city of David, um, who is Christ the Lord, right? Now, Christ is a very important term. This is the, the Greek or the Hebrew, Messiah. What does it mean? Those of you who uh, jumped on to the catechesis last night with the youth maybe heard it. Yeah, it means anointed one. Right? And again, the Hebrew word for anointed one is Messiah or Messiah in Hebrew. Um, think of some of, who, some of the anointed ones in the Old Testament. Who are some of them? 
generally three categories, people who get anointed. You know them. All right, we'll give you some references here. Uh, Exodus 40, we have an anointing. You shall put holy garments on Aaron and anoint him and consecrate him that he may minister to me as priest. And you shall bring his sons and clothe them with tunics and you shall anoint them as you anointed their father that they may minister to me as priests. For their anointing shall be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Right? And then we talked about Zechariah and Elizabeth uh, in our catechesis last night, who of course were priests and or Zechariah was and was likely anointed. So we have priests being anointed. Uh, for Samuel 16, who does Samuel anoint? Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent him and brought him in, and he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. You know who this is. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Right, so we have kings being anointed. Right, so we have kings. So you can probably guess who the third is. Isaiah sixty-one. The spirit of the Lord God was upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And it keeps going, right? So prophets like Isaiah were anointed as well. And anointed then, you also note that anointing was connected both in uh, the text of David and also the prophet. Um, so both kings and prophets, but also priests. Uh, the anointing then also carries with it the gift of the Holy Spirit for the task. All right. What or who was the sign? <laughs> well, the sign um, is actually Jesus himself, right? The child wrapped in swaddling claws lying in a manger. What was the promise attached to this sign? What's the promise attached to the sign? God always attaches promise or attaches a sign to his promise, right? the Christ was born, right? So God had become man to save us from our sins, the incarnation. Um, think of some other name, uh, some other signs that have promises attached to them in the church today. Okay, we have a washing with water, baptism, right? We have bread and wine in the Lord's Supper, signs of Christ's body and blood. And actually the preaching office is another sign of God attaching uh, his word of promise in the church. Whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven them, right? So there's the promise attached to the preaching office. And of course, baptism saves you. Christ's body and blood is given for your forgiveness. The strengthening of faith points you to life everlasting. What great company, or what, why, that's not even, we know a why, but, or what, but why did a great company join in after the gospel was proclaimed? Right, so this is uh, pointing us forward to what will happen at the culmination of this gospel, of Luke's gospel, right? when the apostles will be sent forth as angels right, and saints to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. So we already see it happening here. 
singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Right? That's what uh, that's the proclamation of the gospel um, that the apostles will give and bring into the world. What is this peace? On earth peace about which the angels sing. It's forgiveness of sins. And of course, what is goodwill toward men? This is God's will. <laughs> What's God's will toward men? His grace and favor. Uh, this song of the angels we sing every Sunday, although not in Advent, we hold off. Uh, I broke the tradition on the first Sunday in Advent because we were introducing a new service, but uh, for us, a new, mm, what? not necessarily new to us, but um, newly sung, Divine Service Setting 1. But the glory in excelsis is on hiatus, but it will return. The song of the angels will sing at Christmas Eve, right? And Christmas Day. So we call that the Gloria in excelsis. Glory to God in the highest in Latin. All right, meditation on this text. Almost every major male character, Abel, Abraham, Moses, David, etc., in the Old Testament was a shepherd. Just as Moses the shepherd was out grazing his flocks when he saw the burning bush and heard the announcement of God's gracious deliverance, so these shepherds were out keeping their flocks when the glory of the Lord shone around them. As the angel of the Lord spoke to Moses, so he spoke to these shepherds to bring them peace in the midst of their fear. The good news is a specific message that the Lord has been born as a baby in Bethlehem. God has become man to save us from our sins and from the long night of death. As the Lord once firmly joined himself to the flesh of a child, now he firmly joins himself to the bread and wine, that we might receive his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. In the sign we find the reality and the blessing, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So now the church throughout the world will gather on Christ Mass, no coincidence, to be fed on Christ's body and blood, united through the word to the signs of bread and wine for the forgiveness of sins. Well, what better catechism to confess than the fifth petition? Let's say it. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What does this mean? We pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask that he would give them all to us by grace, for we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. In the sixth petition, and lead us not into temptation, what does this mean? God tempts no one. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. Heavenly Father, lead us out of temptation. Guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Thursday, we pray for the church and her pastors, for all missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. 
Lord, have mercy. Pray the Lord to give to all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Today we rejoice with Lydia at her birthday, with Susan and Ken at their recovery from COVID-19. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Ron, Reverend Herzog, Brad, Janet, and Timothy, Pastor Lindau, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Penny, and Roman with his family. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey, and our mission of the month, a place of refuge, as well as Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Prayer collect for this week. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Actually, I have a commemoration today as well. So in addition to the O Antiphon, today is the commemoration of Daniel, the prophet, and the three young men. Mentioned Daniel last night, Daniel chapter 7 in our sermon. Daniel, the prophet, and the three young men, as we call them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were among the leaders of the people of Judah who were taken into captivity in Babylon. Even in that foreign land, they remained faithful to the one true God in their piety, prayer, and life. On account of such steadfast faithfulness in the face of pagan idolatry, the three young men were thrown into the fiery furnace from which they were saved by the Lord and emerged unharmed. Daniel 3. Similarly, Daniel was thrown into a pit of lions from which he was also saved. Daniel 6. Blessed in all their endeavors by the Lord and despite the hostility of some, Daniel and the three young men were promoted to positions of leadership among the Babylonians. Daniel 2, Daniel 3, Daniel 6. To Daniel, In particular, the Lord revealed the interpretation of dreams and signs that were given to King Nebuchadnezzar and King Belshazzar. Daniel 2, 4, and 5. To Daniel himself, the Lord gave visions of the end times. We quoted last night. We pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you rescued Daniel from the lion's den and the three young men from the fiery furnace through the miraculous intervention of an angel. Save us now through the presence of Jesus, the Lion of Judah, who has conquered all our enemies through his blood and taken away all our sins as the Lamb of God, who now reigns with, on his heavenly throne with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, our hymn is When All the World Was Cursed. Great Advent hymn. When all the world was cursed by Moses' condemnation, St. John the Baptist came with words of consolation, with true forerunner zeal, the greater one he yet unknown as Savior he proclaimed. Before he yet was born he leaped in joyful meeting confessing him as Lord. There he was Jordan's rolling stream, a new Elijah bold, he testified of him, of whom the prophets told. All right, we'll leave it there. Those first two stanzas are those uh, for you to memorize this week. I was doing a little bit of a Google search uh, for you and looking at the Kavod Yahweh, the doxa, as we say in Greek, Kavod in Hebrew, uh, meaning the, we usually translate that as the glory of the Lord or the weight, deference, heaviness of the Lord. Um, and looked in uh, just a quick search. And uh, the glory of the Lord is shown to Moses in Exodus 33, right? Um, so there... Moses says, please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. Right? Remember the cleft in the rock? And he only saw his backside. Right? So there um, you have the, the Kavod Yahweh. Uh, of course, Ezekiel is through of it. Or, uh, has, has it all over the place. So does Daniel. And uh, mostly the glory of the Lord is confessed um, both at the Transfiguration and the Synoptic Gospels, but throughout John's Gospel, especially um, that idea of glory is, is chapter 13 and following comes up frequently. All right. So, the glory of the Lord. Uh, I see some a question. Uh, let's see. Uh, Roman, how's he doing? Hopefully doing better. We'll keep you in our prayers. Michael asked the last day. I'm not, I missed it. So, I don't know what the context was in. So, sorry, I can't answer that. And uh, let's see. Yeah, birthday tomorrow. Well, whatever. 43, I guess. It's exciting. And again, remember, uh, go check out the O Antiphons, which is, uh, they're available in Lutheran Service Book. Sorry, work backwards, 357. Uh, they're on the right-hand side, so you can look at those each day. Um, there's also meditation from Chad Bird on the 1517 site, so you can go check that out. He's writing one each day, I think. And uh, let's see, any other new news? Oh, well, of course, you can watch last night's uh, Service of Evening Prayer for 
sanctity of life. We talked about the resurrection of the body and life everlasting, right? Which is what it's all working towards and why we pre preserve life and now is for the life to come. And yeah, look forward to a couple of new things coming. I have a new podcast coming the first of the year. And that's, that's actually working with Chad Bird on that. Uh, it will be a Hebrew word each day. And he has a meditation attached to that from his book. So we'll, you'll be hearing that as well. Um, one other thing, and I, I posted it on Facebook. I don't know if uh, who saw it and who didn't. It's been in our uh, bulletin each week. Uh, but this is something really to encourage those that you know that need a, um, need a scriptural meditation. And if you appreciate this, it's actually available as a pod, as, as well, it's available as a podcast, but it's actually available for you to call in and listen. And, and the sound quality is excellent, all right, compared to what we did with Zoom back at the beginning of the pan. I don't want to call it a pandemic. It's really not a pandemic, not by anybody's definition. Um, what do you call it? The lockdown. In the beginning of our lockdown, um, you could call in on Zoom, but the quality was kind of substandard. The quality of this dial a podcast service is really good. And so later in the day, um, those who are homebound, especially, or those um, who could appreciate a devotional resource but don't have technology, I want them you know, to know about this dial a podcast service. It's very easy. You dial a number, you enter a six-digit code. Code doesn't change. It's the same every day. Um, so make sure you refer that um, to those that you know that could, have, that could really benefit from that, who have limited internet access or aren't really adept at watching a live stream like this. Um, that, but they could simply make a phone call each day and listen. And you get the full deal, too. I put the sermons on there. You can only listen to the most recent audio. Uh, so typically, it's going to be this daily meditation of prayer. So do reference that or encourage people to, to use that. Copy and paste it. Send it in email, etc. Like I'm at part of a beta test, so actually, I'd like people to use it so we can actually test it. Um, all my tests have been, have been great, but uh, if there are bugs, I'd like to find them. All right. So Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning for our congregation of prayer.